0: Man, I don't even know where to start with this one. Oh, gosh. I want to do a reflection on the FounderCon for those people who weren't there and then also for those people who were, who just are still basking in the afterglow, in the after all of what God did and is still doing. I'm getting testimonies to this very moment of, of transformation, of revelation, of encounter, of divine experiences. Inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for Founders, Innovators, and Trailblazers. Here, Marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Man, I don't even know where to start with this one. Oh, gosh, I want to do a reflection on the FounderCon for those people who weren't there and then also for those people who were, who just are still basking in the afterglow, in the after all of what God did and is still doing. I'm getting testimonies to this very moment of of transformation, of revelation, of encounter, of divine experiences et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that it's going to be one of those moments that are sealed in time for people's testimonies, especially those who are activators for the kingdom. And I believe you're listening to this podcast for that exact reason, because you're a founder, got it, innovator and trailblazer. That's what FIT stands for. It's so crazy to see the, the development of what founder has become out of the birthing place of not Fit in Faith, but even before that, the session, which Anthony Hart shared all about uh, on stage at the opening kind of keynote and share with him and Jeannie, there's so much. We can just get into a conversation just about that. But I have a list that I had to create because I knew if I jumped on here and I pressed play, I would go all sorts of ways, and I know that I could probably make – 10 million uh, podcasts just from that event if I took every single tiny moment and extrapolated on the millions of miracles that God performed during this weekend. Uh, But I want to create a synopsis. So here's what I got. The first is the preparation. You know, one of the biggest moments of reflection for me was afterwards when so many people were sending just nuggets of love, uh, but they were not... Highlighting or featuring me. And I shared all about this on the Girls Gone Holy podcast as our reflection podcast that I'll clip in here so that you guys can hear it. Um, and I won't repeat myself in that regard because I want you to go listen to that show as well. But it was about this context of obedience and receiving these words of affirmation in a whole new way than I ever have. And I know it was premised on what I had previously received last year's conference from dear friends who were the bass player, Jesse Wood, and his bride, Davina Hughes, who were both at this conference again and are part of the founding family. And they told me that I can't keep pushing off the affirmation that people are giving, specifically not as in a way of false humility. That's not really what they were saying, but it can be perceived as such if we are not really understanding what God has deposited in us. Right? We are his glory. We are his light. We are uh, the vessel for him to be glorified and to be known. And it is our action. It is the preparation. It is the processing. It is the yes. It's the steps of obedience that allow other people to bear witness to what God can do when you let God be God. And I'll be honest, preparing for this conference, setting up for this conference, was unlike any in the past. In the past, we've had a multitudes of team members. And this time, it really felt like two. We'll say three because Gary always gives his lens and is such a support and helped financially maneuver through. But honestly, without Candice this year, I, I don't know what would have happened. It wouldn't have been as dynamic as it was. I can assure you that. But God showed off and he showed up and he said, to me in specific moments when I was on stage witnessing everyone worship. This is Holy Ground. Gosh, it's the glorious song from Jay Stallings. You guys got to download his song. Uh, He actually recorded that last year after the conference. Holy Ground. It's called Glory. I call it Holy Ground all the time by Joseph Stallings. Look that up. Um, I'll put it in the show notes for you. But it was that moment of saying, This is holy ground. And look what I will do. You're building my church on the rock. And there's been so much revelation that has occurred from season to season, conference to conference. But this one of all was like fully God's vision. And there wasn't tainting, there wasn't shifting, there wasn't. People pleasing, and and of course we're in the flesh. It was by no means perfect. I already have so many constructive criticism takeaways that I, as a team, and I individually, want to to counter, and I want to uh, allow God to do what God wanted to do. There were some moments, even on stage, like in my final share of the poem where Holy Spirit was like, stop. And I'm like, wait, but this was a plan. And, and I went into my own control, alt, delete moment. And I'm like, I'm going to finish this out. But afterwards, I realized like, man, I was off base on that. Like it just should have been baptisms and it should have been a, a goodbye. And yeah. So there's things that I too am learning, but ultimately I want you guys to be able to receive in the understanding that the process that It took the, the pain that it took the disappointment of yearly experiences that happened that it took were me pushing past my own limiting beliefs of the impossibilities so that God could show off that he is a possible God. And so I know there are people who are out there who are like, I just want to write a book and I just want to be a part of this anthology that she's talking about or I just want to do this one step of obedience that God has given me to get out of the boat, to quit your corporate job, to uh, say yes to a marriage. You know, We had two engagements transpire at the last one and they're now married and I just think about our yeses and how powerful they are for eternal foundation. And so often we're making yeses out of our own desire for control or our own desire for happiness or safety or uh, understanding. And when we release that to the Lord and we are actually operating in that state of, of humility and in that state of full surrender, oh, huh, man. Like I said, it's not easy, but it is so worth it. And so I want to just honor each of you guys for being in the room. I shared this from stage, but Chris Rickstrew, a brother from the founder fam, he asked me when it was before the conference started, the day before, no one was in the space, but the tables were all set and the screens were projected. And he said, what are you feeling? Like one word, what would you say right now? And I had to close my eyes. I almost started weeping and I just gave myself space to feel. And I'm like, what? do I feel? Because you can get in the mist. I had production on my mind. I had all these people coming in town and flying from all over the country and other countries, shout out Bahamas, for, for being in this space. And I want to be present with everyone. And yet I know that I can't and that His presence matters most. And so I took that breath and that word that came to me was honor. And I Went through a seven day water fast earlier this year. First time I ever did something so extreme. My friend James Zing, uh, who is also in the marketplace ministry world, invited me into this fast. I did a three day one and then we did this full seven day one. And I had so much energy at the end. Guys, it was nuts. So if you ever want to, Ask me questions about fasting. I should do a whole podcast about my show notes and things from that because it was wild. But what God taught me was the story of Saul and David. And I, I was just following the year, uh, yearly Bible at that point. So it wasn't preconstrued or like, hmm, God, what should I do? It was just like, here's the date. Here's the thing. It just happened to fall within this time frame. And I was circling some really big prayers. I love Mark Batterson's whole series. I just actually screenshot and shared to a girlfriend who's dealing with some things with her kiddos, a screenshot of the uh, praying circles over your children. But he has the, the praying circles experience, the, the whole book and series. And, and I thought about him in that moment of, gosh, I am praying circles around so many things. I have no idea how God is going to show up. Similar to this conference. I have so many things to think about, so many roles and responsibilities, and I have no idea how God's going to show up, but I'm certain that He will. And that's where we have to keep our faith. That mustard seed of faith is just like, He's done it before and He's going to do it again. So on this seven-day fast, He had me and Saul and um, David. And what I witnessed, without necessarily needing the words, but I witnessed how David honored Saul. Someone who was literally coming after him to kill him, to, to steal his anointing, to take away his crown, to, to bury everything that God had put inside of him. And because he wanted, he wanted to be king, he wanted to be right, he wanted to be all these things. And every single time, David honored his king. He honored their previous friendship. He honored their their previous roles and his responsibility in serving the king. He honored what God had told him in the secret quiet places. He honored his shepherd moments and his shepherd season. Gosh, he, he honored. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit LifeAudio.com. And after that water fast, I went into a really deep place of, of sadness. I, I wasn't working out anymore. I was so confused on what God was doing through my businesses, through Founder, through Fit and Faith, through my mission. Um, I was confused by relationships. I was confused by team members. I was confused by leadership. And it wasn't like a chaotic confusion, it wasn't an enemy place confusion. And and it really was this place of peace, but just sadness. It was like a grieving season of all that had happened up until this point with my businesses and my yes, and all that God was about to do. And I couldn't have possibly imagined that this is going to be what He was going to do, but I knew. I had that small mustard seed of faith that there was something more. And all I could think about was that lesson of I'm just going to honor. I'm going to honor God and what He's done in my life. I'm going to honor the, the loyalty connected to these team members and relationships and partnerships. I'm going to honor the yes that I gave God from the beginning, even though I can't figure this out. And I am just going to stay in the process. I'm going to honor my body in the season where I needed rest. I'm going to honor uh, my my quiet time. I'm going to honor my spouse and my kids. And even though in my sadness, I wasn't showing up like I usually am, I I just honored. And so when he asked me that, Chris asked me that, and I said, honor, it was a totally different sense of honor. And I think that there's so many layers to the word of God and I am honoring you all. I'm honoring you all for being a loyal listener. I'm honoring you guys for being community members. I'm honoring you for the words of affirmation. I'm honoring you for your yes when you post on social media and nobody likes it. I'm honoring you for the email sent. I'm honoring you for the journaling moments. I'm honoring you for the weeping. I'm honoring you for the wailing. I'm honoring you for moving past the disappointment and the grief. I'm honoring you and in that moment while i was really just casting up my honor to the lord and everything that he had brought me through this year he also was just rece- i was receiving that honor in that moment and this is why a relationship with god is that mirror moment those mirror moments and i've been in fleshly mirror moments where i carried shame y'all know if you haven't read it yet I am asking that you pre-order the Always Becoming book on Barnes & Noble. We're going to put the link below, specifically Barnes & Noble. I know it's easy to Prime member Amazon, but I really would really love if you could pre-order this through Barnes & Noble. It will help from the publishing lens to get into more Barnes & Noble so I can come on book tour to your city because the more cities that that it's in, the more capacity that we have to go and serve and show up. But I say all of that because it's necessary for you to know that like, I had to honor a lot of yeses in deep, dark moments before I was in that space of what you might see as a glory moment or a high moment. And I weeped on the way home because I realized yeah, it's, not, it's a false summit. It's a false summit for those who perceive. Like now I honor it. It's an altar. I am so grateful and I cannot believe what the Lord did, did and does. I can't believe it. And yet it's like an iceberg moment, an iceberg moment knowing that there is so much more depth to what you all see in that moment. And some of that depth is in this book of like the pain and the, the disillusion and the shame that I carried for so long. And so I realized this two-way mirror moment street of instead of being in the flesh, I was in the mirror of Christ, His face where he said the same thing to me. I, I love you. I see you. I, I know you. And I still love you. I see you, I know you, and I still love you. And so when it comes to trust, which the Lord has spoken so much over me this year about trusting me, it's an honor to be trusted by God. It's an honor to be able to create a space where people who are strangers come together to see what God is doing. And Dustin did it so beautifully to connect the dots. Like, to see with your with your natural eyes in those moments, the, the hindsight twenty twenty to say it's not the first card. What you see is the first card in this moment, but there's a behind the scenes, there's a behind the scenes, there's another layer. God's still working. He's been working, he had a plan all along, he's still sovereign, he's got more to the magic than you could possibly imagine. Like just sit in the moment and be willing to process with me. And that led to the baptism moment that has blown my mind. With birthday alignment and birthing alignment. There was like uh, this pregnancy I told you guys about in previous episodes. I felt like this was a birthday. On so many occasions, this baptism was a birthday renewal, a rebirth for so many, and a rebirth of people's dreams, and a rebirth of the, the identity that is instilled by Christ for people that were in the room or were in virtual, to bear witness to what God can do and only God can do, and so we give Him all the honor. But I also give you the honor for your preparation, for your process, for your dark season, for the time that nobody bared witness to the time you were on your knees, the time where you thought you were going to take your life, the time where depression had hold of you, the time where oppression from the enemy has taken your voice. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, Not on my watch. You are fully found in him. So I told you about the stage moment at the end where I was like, ah, I felt like the sense of friction and I had to repent for that, and I did. I, I repented for saying, God, I didn't listen to you Ooh, instantaneously in that moment. And I, I want to capture the, the essence of what was constructed via the poetic format and, and to be able to put everybody's uh, words into play. But I, I missed it in that moment, but there were moments where I didn't miss it. The moment where I stood next to Candace as she shared her testimony with it the very first time, and we had prepared everything for the Founder Academy for you guys to learn about the vision, for you guys to take hold of it, for you guys to be able to see that this is just the tip of the iceberg. And we want to serve marketplace ministers in an entirely new way, as from a lens of influencers, from a pastoral lens, from a next generation lens, and from the fourth pillar, which is the lens of the, the um, business. People, the business tree people, the people who are not yet ordained but are operating in business and they are the leaders, they're in front of masses of people, they are the church and yet they feel disqualified because they're not ordained or they're not effectively um, carrying out the torch that God has given them. And I took that moment and I truly, I told her this, I wanted to go backstage and just like let her have center stage, but the Lord particularly placed me there so that she would have the freedom to, to release and what happened on the other side of this is testimonies you won't ever know, but testimonies I got to bear witness to, to people whose chains were broken because of her obedience, because of her yes, because of our yes, for my yes, not to interject and be like, ah, this is going down left field. And to just let God do what God does best and give space to a moment and to to not let it be something that I wanted to control, but to be in the alignment of the command to allow the altar moment to take place and to delete my preconceived notions of what this 20-minute gap in time, which was supposed to be all these things, be what God wanted it to be. And I am so prayerful that anybody who is doing a stage, who is creating a retreat, that is developing a podcast, who is speaking live, who is speaking life in a moment on a street corner in a grocery store, I don't care where you are, that you yield to the Holy Spirit. Because I promise you what happens on the other side of that is miraculous. So when he says to tell them this thing, or you have a vision or a word picture, talk to them about it. Other moments were when I was standing at the altar and people were coming up and I got those word pictures and I took a pause. Oftentimes when someone says, pray for me, I immediately jump in and I'm like, okay, let me pray for you. And what do you want? What prayer do you want? And both people said, whatever God tells you, both of them. And I thought, okay, I know what to do here. This is not me immediately going in and just like speaking Christianity or Christianese or religiosity over top of them or quoting scriptures to sound great in my prayer. No, I took a beat. I took a pause and I said, God, what do you want me to say to this person in this moment? What word do you have? Insert name. And I just sat there, literally cheek to cheek, head to head with these people, one of which was a stranger, one of which is not a stranger. None of us are foreigners, and that's the whole point of Ephesians 2.19, which is what Founders is all about. We're all family. I was with a brother and a sister in Christ, and the Lord spoke. One of them weeped into my shoulder, and I just thought, oh my gosh, the gift of motherhood, the gift of being a mama in this moment. The other one was like a steadfast warrior for Christ, and I saw that lens inside of the vision, and I could also sense the the curiosity. What was God speaking to him in that moment, and how did it align to his process, to his preparation, to his plan for that current moment, and what God is calling him to do next? But, you know, it's not for us to always figure out. Again, I'm going to go back to the concept of impossibilities. What I am trying to configure, God has already figured out. And I have to release and just trust that what flowed out of that moment was exactly what it was supposed to be. Similar to when my brother, Ryan Austin, handed me his Bible at the very end of the conference and says, can you sign this? And I'm like, ah, like my my body, my spirit was like, no, I can't sign a Bible. I don't even think that's allowed. And He got teary-eyed and he said, it's not about signing the Bible. It's about you being the one who gifted me this and what has happened thereafter. And I took a beat and I just put my hand to the sky and said, God, give me a word. Give me a word for Ryan because I don't want to write in my own natural flesh. I've got words for days. I could write the most poetic thing possible. And that was what that moment was at the end of the stage where I was like, oh my gosh, but God has something greater for the moment don't get in the way of God. Don't get in the way of God of what he's doing and what he wants to do through your miraculous moments. There are going to be times, there are going to be the the card behind the card where God's like, do you trust me? Do you trust me to turn the page? Do you trust me to get out of the depression? Do you trust me to move past the anxiety? Do you trust me to say yes and get out of the boat? Do you trust me to make that phone call? Do you trust me with your resources? Do you trust me with your marriage? Do you trust me with your children? Do you trust me? Trust, honor, obedience, faithfulness. And I watched the joyful authors show off their fruit. Show off their fruit because of those things that they did. They trusted, they were obedient, and they honored. And so to see them take the stage and claim the stage and speak out of that place of wisdom, I was in the back just like, I didn't even know, like, should I be backstage? I wanted to watch it backstage, but then I wanted to see their faces and I wanted to hear what they said. And I wanted to be in the audience, but I knew I was about to get, I mean, there's so many things. Ah, we're just going back to Command Alt Delete because ultimately that just goes back to being present and saying yes to being a messenger for Christ. I know there was authors that were stewing. There were speakers that were stewing. There were podcasters and messengers and ministries that were birthing. This is a birthing place for God to do something. And I am so excited for the seeds that were given and the babies that are going to be coming out of this. Literally, generations were saved eternally. I got to baptize my son, y'all, my goddaughter. Holy, holy, holy. Hmm, nothing, nothing beats obedience. I feel the favor of the Lord in a way I never have. I see with new eyes. He, He totally removed some scales that I was carrying. And I just want to tell you that on the other side of that, wearisome, surely I could be so tired and there were moments of exhaustion, but I realized that God was still giving me stamina, stamina to receive news about things happening in my family, things still happening in this business that I felt so much release from. And I say release because it's not in my Need to control what God only can control. And so, in those moments, because of the lessons I learned from stage and backstage, and the process and the fasting, and all the seasons leaving up, and the conferences before, and the partnerships that didn't work, and the everything, every detail goes together. And that's it. It's the knowing that the story has been written, and every part, good and bad, is worth honoring God. And saying yes. And so I am that was just a clip. I've got so much to do, but I I love you guys. I want to keep unpacking this. And we're going to on the founder collective table. So you gotta go over to that podcast too. Yeah, there's three podcasts running right now, which I'm so grateful for. Our podcast manager is insane. If you guys are looking for one, let me know. I would love to introduce you, but We've got Girls Gone Holy with a reflection. We've got Fit and face with a reflection. And we've got the Founder Collective with a reflection. And so if you want more of what happened at FounderCon, tune into all the episodes. And I love you. I love you so much. I can't wait to see what's coming on the other side of this because it's going to be born whether we like it or not. It's already been written. All right, y'all. Love you. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. over there, check it out! And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Hey, everybody! I'm Dale, and I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kynos Project Podcast, where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in an everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to LifeAudio.com.